What's up, guys, and welcome to the Fit and Ship Podcast, now brought to you by our sponsor, Four Horsemen Nutrition. Four Horsemen Nutrition, started by a former competitive powerlifter for competitive powerlifters, has a great-tasting whey protein with more nutrients and a better flavor than all the other protein powders out there. Creatine monohydrate for the gains and two great-tasting coffee flavors that will help you get through your workout. The coffee flavors are cinnamon and a French roast and graham cracker flavor and a medium roast. Give them a follow on Instagram at fourhorsemen underscore nutrition and get your orders in today. Now to the podcast. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. We are live. Episode 20, Fit and Shit Podcast. I'm going live today with Bob Merck as soon as he... Oh, he's in here. We're going to get this thing going in one second. Hold on one second. Let me get Merck in here and we'll get this thing going. Yo. Yo, dude. Mr. Merck, what's happening? Eh, not too much, man. How about you? Good, good. Just doing the same old shit, you know? Yeah, me too. So how's everything going here? Yeah, not too bad. I was going to do this podcast for my gym, but my younger son has occupied it, so uh, I got kicked upstairs. <laughs> Speaking of which, I was talking to someone, um, I want to say it was Mike, Allison's husband. Yeah. You trained with him sometimes, right? Yeah, he trained here for years. Yeah, he was saying that you're you're quite the uh, the homebody. It takes a lot to get you out of your home gym and get you to train somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have been trying to change that. I actually just came back. I trained at one of my other training partners has, like, his own kind of setup. Yeah. I've been doing my uh, my speed work, my Wednesdays there, just to kind of switch it up. But he's right. That's one of the things I think I need to change, get comfortable in, like, other people's shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bounce around a little bit, get with some, te- get with some people around you. Yeah, different monoliths and all that, you know, so I'm not so comfortable. For sure, for sure. All right, so I wanted to talk about, um, real quick, I just want to go over some numbers. So for people that don't know, uh, 1965 raw total, 2720 multiply, which is fifth all-time, 275, and 2905 unlimited, which is number two all-time at 275. Yeah, so, never, no one ever gets to beat Dave, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to talk about. I mean, what, what's next here? What's next for you? I don't know, man. I got. Uh, I'm taking a little time off after that WBO debacle to try and kind of figure out what's next. Uh, yeah. Just building up. Could be raw. Could be unlimited. I don't know. I'm gonna take a little break from multiply. I think for just like a brief minute, nice. and uh, explore one of those two other options. So I do know I'm gonna go out and my best bench press was 490 at 220 back in the yeah. day, and I definitely want to go out and pick up a 500 plus raw at some point. I'm gonna wait till one of my guys is doing a meet. So that's I'm semi training for that. Not that I need to train much for it, but. Sure, I do want to take sure. that off and knock that off the list. That's something you definitely have to check off the list before you get out of there. <laughs> yeah, my lifting coach from the time I was a kid, he, you know, I've had the same coach since I was like 14. And uh, he, he basically said, like, you know, you're taking time off, like, go do that for me because he never got to. Yeah, for sure. He was an equipped guy back in the day with like the HD blast shirts, you know? Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he was like a mid fives venture, but never technically did it raw. So yeah, like, he, yeah. wants, he wants me to go and get it. So. Would you do a? Do you think you'd do a full raw meet or just like a bench only type thing? That depends on how my body holds up. Right now, I'm training raw, just straight up, not even wraps, just raw, raw. So yeah. if things go well, I wouldn't rule it out. That 1965 haunts me a little bit. That was actually a funny story. I I didn't train for it. A buddy of mine who uh, works out up at Hercules Gym in Syracuse kind of challenged me last minute. Yeah, and I wasn't I, I really wasn't trained I was up there to handle other people but in typical me fashion just kind of jumped into the meat had a bum shoulder had a pretty good day squatted 810 could only bench 450 pulled seven so that should have been a 2,000 pound total it would have been nice but yeah, had yeah. no bench well that's something that you got to go for too then the 500 bench and the fucking two t- the 2k total yeah we'll see how my old ass holds up <laughs> so let's get into the WPO here um <laughs> Leading up, before I even get into, you know, the day, um, you know, I was doing a lot of chirping. Skiba, as you know, does a lot of chirping about it. Chris uh, Delafave, of course, does always does a lot of chirping. Yep. Um, you know, I think the issue we had, you know, was never with the lifters, you know what I mean? And I made that very clear yeah. when, I, when I was posting things. I made it very clear. It was never the lifters. It was the, the promotion of it. Um, you know, the fact that it, it just doesn't seem very lifter friendly at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's when, not, it's, it hasn't been really well organized the past few years. It's one of my big beefs, but no, the, the lifters are the reason I kept doing it because they kept showing up. And I mean, you don't have that many chances. Hoff only does really the one meet a year these days. So it's like, 
if you want to go out there and see how you measure up, you kind of almost had to do it. Well, of course, of course. So that's how I that's how I kept going back. But I did already let have uh, Skiba and Delafave have their "I told you so" moment. <laughs> I reached out to them. I'm like, "Ah, right, you guys are right." Yeah. Well, that's what Skiba said. He said to me today, "Make sure he admits that I was right on live." I, I give it. I Mike Skiba, Delafave, they're both right. I hate to do it, but like <laughs> they were. <laughs> well, you hate to. Everyone hates to tell Chris he was right, right? Yeah, he and he likes to make sure that you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's get into it. So, I mean, you you went in, you opened at ten sixty three. Um, I saw, I believe, I only saw your second and third. Um, oh, you saw the the really good ones, then. Yeah, I, I saw the the be the better of the three. You yeah. Know? Um, all three red lighted for death, right? Yeah. So uh, first off, like I, it goes further back than that, but I'll give you the full story. My getting there was a fucking nightmare. So, like, I get on a flight. I'm already leaving late. I'm leaving Friday. I'm leaving out of Philly. I sit on the flight for, like, two hours with no air conditioning. Then all of a sudden, no no pilot is canceled. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, so they dump me off the flight. I'm texting Wayne, like, dude, I don't know if I can get it there, like, on time for weigh-ins. He's like, just, you know, keep in touch or whatever. So I go. It's, like, 2.30 in the morning. They finally get me a flight the next day out of Atlantic City to Tampa Bay. Ugh. They have no flights to Atlanta. So I fly to Tampa Bay. You know, I take a $200 Uber ride from Tampa Bay to, to Orlando. I get there in time for weigh-ins, just barely, and I'm worried I'm not going to make weigh-ins. I show up to weigh-ins, there's nobody there. Oh. So I'm, I'm, like, waiting. It's three. You know, I'm starving because I just got off a flight and went straight to this venue. My family's at the hotel waiting. Yep. It's 3.20, and now I'm getting pissed. I'm, like, asking around. Finally, someone hunts down Wayne. He's like, oh, you know, we're, you were the last one to weigh-in. I figured you'd find me. And I'm like, right there, I'm already like, dude, yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get this done so I can get back to my hotel, relax and eat some food. I'm starving. Sure. So, uh, so that pissed me off, but you know, rebound from it, get a decent night's sleep and yeah, open up, warm up feels pretty good. I hit my opener, what I thought was good and, uh, you know, get two reds, turn to the side judge, ask him what's up. He tells me it's a half inch high, review the tape. And although I don't necessarily agree, I mean, I can see it. Yeah, it was borderline, especially for that meat. They have called that meat tight for years. I've yep. it's like my fifth time doing it, so I'm like, all right, like cool. I'll take it a half inch deeper. Go out for the second one. Take it what I consider to be way more than a half inch deeper. I mean, the camera vantage point doesn't change. Yeah, so like you can tell it's deeper. It's the same same damn angle. And that time I was told it was two inches high. So I'm like, all right. At that point, I'm feeling like there's no shot. They're not gonna let me have this thing. But I'm gonna go out swinging. There's an injury, so it's about an hour and five minutes between my second attempt and my third attempt, which sucked. You know, go out there, and I thought I absolutely sunk the third one. Like, yeah, yeah, crazy to to the point where like I can pause that picture. You can see my femurs angling down. I, I'm not one to normally bitch. Like that's not my thing. Well, this yeah, is, this yeah. is this is new to me. But yeah. like, I catch the reds again. At that point, I'm like, I don't even understand. But whatever, like, take it finish uh, handling my buddy Matt who ends up bombing on Magnavita bombs on bench. Yep. So uh, finish that. But then like some of the shit that even happened after, like the, the judges reached out to Matt to like talk shit on my squats in his Instagram inbox. Like that's some unprofessional like, yeah, like yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, just, they were reaching out to me. The one, like, I won't name names, but the one judge reaches out and he's like, I'm sorry you didn't have the day that you wanted, but like, you shouldn't stop doing the WPO just because you had a bad day. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know about all that noise. Oh, for but, sure. Uh, some of that shit just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And the whole meet was just kind of disorganized. So, I mean, I still love the lifters. Wayne, I can't, I mean, he's not a bad guy. I, he doesn't, he's not very organized uh, with his meets, but like love the dude. Won't say a bad thing about him. Uh, just not super organized. That's how the meet went down. I didn't even know when the meet started the day before the meet. I had to start looking around, couldn't find it texting lifters well yeah so i mean just... you know i saw you know following the page the instagram everything you know leading up first i saw the creepy infomercial and then <laughs> you know and i was like what the fuck i thought i you know the whole time i thought it was satire i was like waiting for the joke to end and then like yeah. see somebody squatting with a nosebleed they're like all right this is cool as hell you know what i mean yeah burst, and it never... burst through it or whatever exactly like that's what i was waiting for and that never came and then you know i started seeing they're promoting like the loaders and the spotters. And I'm like, who the fuck's competing at this thing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't really promoted like for the lifters. Like yeah, we want to go past. see guys like you and Hoff and yeah. Ant and, you know. And they've done that in the past. I mean, in the past it was like a pretty cool thing. I mean, 2018, they had like, like write-ups on some of the people. They couldn't do everyone in 18 when they of brought course, back. Of course. There was so many of us. 2019, they did like individual bios, almost like training card things. They were crazy. They were awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I think they did it in, 
2020 for the semifinals too. And then it kind of just like fell off. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, and that's, that all sort of went away. Now I just saw someone comment and there was something I was going to ask too. Oh, the hour wait when someone got injured. Now that was something I was going to talk about too. Um, you know, obviously, you know, an injury like that is a catastrophic thing. Yeah. You don't want to see it happen to anybody. But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. but at a high level meet like that, I feel like you should be better prepared for a situation of that. I mean, there were no EMTs there, so that probably added to the uh, to the weight or whatever. But like, yeah, I have no problem waiting for Tyler to get like that matters more than my squat. 100%. Of course, of course, he's, but it is friend, it is hard as hell to stay. Yeah, absolutely, uh, a lot of people like Matt wouldn't even take his third uh, because he's like, I'm cold, and I'm like, well, I'm cold, but I don't want to go home, so let me try one more time. Yeah, you but, had to. Uh, yeah, but I'm not mad at the meat for that. It's just yeah, surely they could have had like an EMT on on standby or something well that's what i'm thinking but, you know what i mean yeah, take for, care take care of tyler first for sure yeah yeah and he came back and he he came back into the meet towards the end right so he was okay yeah, yeah, he got back he was okay which is good i mean i don't know what it was but i know that it looked scary at the time and i'm sure he was scared anytime well, I, was I saw to, the video live yeah. I, was, I was like yeah. what the fuck is happening you know what i mean yeah all i was thinking is he broke his neck or his back or that's something. that's what i was nervous about so it was like good to see him i've checked on him since he seems like he's good well, that's the hard thing. I mean, have you found it? I mean, I'm sure you've been at plenty of meets where you've seen some injuries. Um, yeah. You know, right before my before my first thousand pound squat, that was at the Arnold, I think, in 2017. Manuth, that's when he went down with, I think, like some sort of major back injury, and like I'm wrapped and ready to take my first thousand pound squat, and then you're terrified, right? On wrap, and I'm scared to squat. So yeah, I remember we went, me and Skiba went to check out a meet, and uh, we saw a friend of ours, uh, this girl Michaela, that trains at Pharrell's. Um, right. she shattered her arm. Oh, I was watching that meet. I was watching that live, yeah. Yeah, and and right after, it was going to be Bruce Mason and Pharrell both going for 1,000-pound benches. Yeah. And they were like, bro, I'm not doing it. Like, they were done. They were like, yeah. not even the wait time, just the fear of it, nope. you know, seeing I that happen. I had a dude come and train in my house. Same thing happened. Snapped his arm, mm -hmm. both bones sticking out, and I'm supposed to go to the baddest bencher in Texas. Like, I think it was like two weeks later. I was terrified. I'm not oh. scared to admit. Those band shirts scare the shit out of me already. Oh, for sure. Like, all Just already, they're terrifying. So then you see that happen. Then you know what can happen. Yeah. And like, well, once I saw that, I was like, you know, Pharrell and um, the kid Logan gave me a band shirt. And they were like, you know, you're a 500 raw adventure. I want to see what you could do in this shirt. And I saw Michaela snap her arm, and I gave it to a buddy of mine. <laughs> and nope. I, I'm not ready for that shit yet. You know what I mean? No, yeah. They're terrifying. Oh. You see, I just actually, like, I just went out after after I went up and did a meet at Syracuse. Rita West had, like, a bench-only meet for whatever. I went there, and I took 10.55, hit it, took 11.05, and dumped it on myself. Now, she yeah. had face savers, but it was still scary. If you watch my videos, notice I went out and bought a bench with face savers. I'm like, nope, yeah. done. Yeah. Fuck Don't that. risk in it. Yeah. We just saved a guy a couple weeks ago. It flew over his face, and it happened so fast, you know what I mean? But then, you know it was the perfect to make a post about it because there was a lot of guys that don't understand multiply and they're saying to us, you know, on videos, why are you guys holding the weight? Why are you guys touching the bar? Why are you guys, yeah. they don't realize how fast that shit happens. You know yep. what I mean? So they're like, Oh, this doesn't count or this is bullshit or they're helping you. And it's like, no, we're saving his teeth from getting yeah. fucking broken out of his mouth. I tell my guys all the time, keep me safe first. Like they yeah. know that if they need, if they see something wrong, call the lift off. Lift exactly. Another day. Yeah. Because we caught it, and we took the video back, and we caught it, and the bar was about this close to his teeth when we caught it. Yep. You know what I mean? So, um, overall, you know what I mean? We, we talked about the um, the WPO, and, you know, it was obviously called tight. There was a ton of bomb outs. Um, you know what? I don't mind, I don't mind tight, though. I got to be clear. Like, I've done, I think, 56, 58 meets. I don't even know, because open powerlifting doesn't have them all. Yeah. I've never bombed on squats. I've done everything from the IPF to the WPO or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I don't mind tight. Tight I actually like because I can usually squat wherever the hell they want me to. Yeah, tight, tight is good because like, you want you want to lift to yeah, to a I certain could, integrity. I couldn't figure out what the hell they wanted. That was the problem. Like if you're told your first one's a half inch high. And then you, you go, go half inch put, lower. You go and you put an extra one. I think I went like an inch, inch and a half deeper to be honest with you. And then like you're told that's two inches high. Like that just didn't compute with me. Like I couldn't figure it out. Now they won't do a tap there. So yeah. the judges are unwilling to like let you know when they think it's good. Yeah. And uh, if you watch the meet, I never complain. Like I definitely saw higher squats pass. Not that they were bad squats though. Like I think, yeah, they, they called the whole meet tight. There were plenty of squats higher than mine that passed. Um, but again, I just don't like inconsistency. It was just of not course. a consistent meet. I couldn't figure out what the hell they wanted me to do. 
Well, that's the problem. I mean, you go to these meets and everyone you talk to that squats or, or competes at a high level like you, they say, you know, you take what the judges are giving you. Yeah, so if, oh, they're, if, they're, if they're giving you an inch high, you take the all, fucking inch. All, you know? all day. And that goes for any sport. You know, I was a college pitcher. If they're giving me four inches off the outside of the plate, I'm throwing four inches off the outside of the plate. And you would be stupid not to. Like, that's yeah. just what a competitor does. That's why I normally like to take a tap because, like, the way I see it, if I'm squatting down, if that one judge taps my handler and he says it's good to go, I'm two to one. <laughs> yeah, you're perfect. golden. You're golden. Yeah. So, I mean, overall with that, what, what do you think, like WPO aside, what do you think like the state of multiply is right now? Like, how do you think it's, it's faring? Do you think it's heading in the right direction, the wrong direction? Man, I don't even know right now because it's so discombobulated with the band shirts and the unlimited and, yeah. and, and all that. I mean, it's cool right now so you're in some ways it's headed in the right direction you're seeing some crazy numbers i mean watch yeah. jimmy cole watch yeah. it like it's my dude is insane i've competed with him a couple times now like i laugh when people come at him and ask like what he can bench raw because like they don't even know like for him his warm-ups like to see the way he handles five plates like reverse grip it's i'm it's sure he doesn't i'm sure he doesn't know what he could bench raw but i'll tell you what most people can't bench it yeah. <laughs> like, that's a so, fact like, I know what I bench raw, he benches in a shirt, and just like still, like I start doing the math. I'm like, if he cared enough, same thing with Pop. Like, if they cared enough, trust me, they they'd find a way to beat you that way too. Oh so yeah. So in some ways, equipped unlimited is like headed in the right direction, mm -hmm. um, but then yeah, it's just confusing right now. I'd love to have some more big meets out there because there's just not a lot of opportunities. Like, there's a lot of big raw meets. Yeah. Like you can you can find one you can go out and compete with the best of the best. We don't really have that. That's what was like kept me hanging around for the WBO, because that's one meet where I know like everyone's going to be there. Pharrell sure. puts on a pretty good meet. He put it on in July the past couple years. I don't know if he's yep. still doing it, but like I bet he does. Like that calls in some pretty good lifters and stuff yeah. like that. Delafave went out there with me. The West Side guys that are left were out there last year. So yeah. that's the one thing it's missing. And there's just honestly there's not a lot of us. There's not like huge numbers. Well, that's what I mean. At the at that elite level, you know, you go out there, you you tend to see the same guys, same people over and over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is which is fine though, but you want to be yeah. around those guys you, rather yeah. than being at a meet by yourself. Absolutely. Um, the nine eleven meet at Sean and Mendelssohn's was good too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually like what Chris and those guys when I was bitching about the WPO, they were like, "Well, September's got a meet, so yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see me have to make my way out there." Yeah, yeah, that was good because they had a bunch of heavy hitters out there. I mean, we saw probably five, six thousand pound squats. Crystal Tate was out there, which she's yeah. always fucking phenomenal to see. Always fun to watch. You Terrifying know I mean? with those knees of hers, but fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The year before is when Leah broke the squat record nine twenty five. So, you know, I mean, there's been some heavy hitters there, for sure. Yeah. Um. What was I just going to say? Oh, so you were saying, you know, with the unlimited, the, the hard part with that is it seems like everything now is like a world record. You know what I mean? Because and, and yeah, and it makes sense that it would be. But you also see it getting like mixed up, like unlimited records go into the multiply records and this, that and the other. It's just yeah, all sorts yeah. of confusing. And, you know, I, I, at, at that meet, you, you hear, oh, this is a world record. This is a world record. It's like, yeah. how the fuck do you even keep up with it? You know what I mean? And like, there's I mean, there's going to be a lot because like. They're not like anyone who says they're the same. They're not. I mean, the yeah. unlimited shirts, like, are they easy? No, because you're the weight's dangerous, but yeah. they're held a lot easier. I mean, anyone who's used a traditional poly shirt knows that they take like real skill and precision and practice to use. I For mean, sure. these, these, these unlimited shirts just take like how much courage do you have? Like, how big are your balls? Yeah, how, how big much, are your balls? How much do you care about breaking your arm? Like, yeah, because there's only one way to find out like how much is too much. Exactly, uh, that's, that's breaking the fucking that's thing. That's it. That's it. Like you'll find out how much was too much when your arms on the floor. So <laughs> that's like, the fucking scary part. It's like it what's, even watching Jimmy. Like I mean, and he handles the weight obviously better than anyone. But it's like thirteen twenty. Like how much more can your body take? Exactly. I watched him take that like fourteen hundred attempt. I think it was in York. Was it last weekend? And it's like. I don't even know if the bar can hold it, let alone his body. Like, it's insane looking. Exactly. That many hundreds on a bar, I never seen anything like it. And then I saw him do something like, you know, 10, 20 or something for like yeah, 18 for like reps. Eight reps or something like nuts. It's like, it's insane. So um, you mentioned, you know, I've seen Jimmy do the reverse grip. And actually, Rich Putnam messaged me last night about my bench. And um, he was telling me to do the same, the reverse grip. Do you find that that's beneficial towards a regular bench? Yeah, I mean, I mess with it. It feels good in my shoulders, yeah. honestly. It's weird. It's weird, and you definitely need, like, a handoff because I can't get in position yeah. real well by myself. 
But, uh, yeah, I definitely feel like that has some carryover, much less uh, damaging on the shoulders. I'll see yeah. Rich this weekend. I'll be up in, uh, what is it, Utica, New York, or wherever they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he and I are doing a little charity fundraiser for the Special Olympics up there. We're going and putting on a little back-and-forth bench party at uh, Dave Kingwater's gym before the night before they have a meet, raising money for the uh, – New York Special Olympics. Is that the the fitness yeah. mill gym? Yeah, the fitness mill. We're headed. Okay, yeah, because I have Apparently a client of mine. Some, yeah, they got some big cage or whatever in there. They're gonna put a bench in. They're just gonna have Richie and I just like start working out, and then like once we get to a thousand, like just call jumps and just go back and forth. And first one to tap or miss, I guess. Like an old loses. school animal cage. Yeah, thing. kind of. That's kind of what they're going for. And like all the money and proceeds, uh, and Anderson, I think, threw in some money for it. Goes all to their. They have a special Olympic powerlifting team up in New York. I do the New Jersey one, so it was, like, easy for me to jump on board and get involved with that. Yeah. So now I was looking, you know, looking through open powerlifting and stuff. So you've been competing since, what, 2008? I think I, think I might have done – I think I did an IPF or USAPL meet before that one, like a full power one. But, yeah, like 2007 – I graduated college 2006, and then I got, like, right into it. I right played football it. up at LaSalle. I actually knew Delafay from playing football up at LaSalle. Oh, we, got, uh, we so you guys go way back, back. That far back, yeah. Yeah. So now, uh, is that what got you, like, your football background? Is that what kind of pushed you into powerlifting? I actually, so kind of, because my football coach from the time I was uh, a freshman, I played at, a like, a pretty big football school down here, Holy Spirit, and uh, my weight room coach was a powerlifter. I mean, I credit him with the fact that I got strong because I just, you never, I just assumed as a kid, every adult got as strong as that guy and we'd see him like hitting 405 for 10 hitting five plates for reps so it was like it was normal i just thought it was cool so i started asking him if i could come in and work out with him yeah yeah and then like then that wasn't enough so in the off season he has a gym at his house in his basement and i would go there and i'd work out with him so then it became like a thing where i just stayed with him and found out he competed so he kind of push me in that direction that's why i have a basement gym because he said like best decision i ever made was having a gym in my house i'm like all right cool <laughs> i'll do that then he drove a, he drove a, a 69 mustang and i saw one for sale one day i'm like cool i'll do that <laughs> so I, I copied his car copied his gym yeah yeah so well i mean it's, it's good you got to have somebody that like gets you into it and like motivated you to get there so it's somebody you looked up to along the way like were, you said, ever a so, West, were you ever a West Side guy? Were you ever over no, there? never a West Side guy. Never went out there. I've actually technically never even been in West Side. I've uh, been up to Columbus for the Arnold a bunch of times, but usually I was competing, so I didn't uh, didn't even voyage to the Mecca. I mean, I've read all Louis' books. Of but, course, uh, yeah. And I've talked to Louis plenty of times, but never been in West Side, actually. So what, I mean, what was the original switch to Multiply? What, what made you switch over from Raw over to Multiply? Uh, that's actually, was an interesting story. It was, I think, uh, the 2015, they had a meet down at the Atlantic City like Convention Center. They had some sort of, I think it was called like the Boardwalk Brawl. And it was like a semifinals for the Arnold that year, which was cool because it's right in my backyard. Yeah. I had already, I, I, competed the, this, I competed the week before at 242, got my first 800 squat. Figured, ah, I made it this far, let me keep cutting at 220. I wonder if I could squat 800 at 220. Ooh. Yeah. So I, I made the cut, finished the cut. I'm gonna. It's literally one week later at Atlantic City to do this meet. I'm already qualified for the Arnold, but I'm an idiot. Like anyone will tell you. Like I'm trying to be better. That's one thing I'm working on. But yeah. I'm like, well, fuck, I, I can cut that weight. So we keep cutting. Never throw the weight really back on. Keep cutting. Go down to 220. Make weight. Open at 775 at 220. Just back when I'm brawl. Hit it. Go to 800. Miss it. Realize I don't have it. Pass. Go onto my bench hit my opener bench of like 450 or 455, whatever it was. And on my next bench, blow my shoulder off. Super smooth, fully gone, this, that, and the other. So, like, I end up, like, managing to to squeak out a pull. I think I totaled, like, 18, 20, but the shoulder's gone. Go get my MRI, shoulder's gone. Talk to the Rothman people out here. Nothing I can do. So then as I'm recovering, bench didn't come back real fast. Yeah. So uh, one of the guys I trained with, he was like, you know what? He was a multiply guy. He's like, I wonder if the bench shirt would help you. I'm like, I don't know if it helps me bench, like throw it on me. So yeah. that that was actually, I didn't love it at first, but it did feel good on the uh, the shoulder, whatever. They're awkward. Anyone who's ever the first time at bench shirts are terribly awkward. I'm like, I don't oh, love this. Sure. But then he put me in a pair of squat briefs like that weekend, and I I fell in love. I'm like, oh, I love this. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, I squatted yeah. like I think I squatted like 900 in briefs like my first time in them. And I'm like, well, this yeah. is amazing. I'm gonna <laughs> squat 1,500 pounds. <laughs> this is gonna be the greatest thing ever. 
Like, and I love squatting multiply. So that's what hooked me. Benching took me forever to learn. Yeah. But, uh, but I love squatting so much. So that was the hook. That was, uh, I did my first meet in 2016. Yeah. Uh, totaled 2380, I think, or something around there. And uh, never went back other than that one impromptu raw meet. Have not been back. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, were you already a naturally, like, wide stance squatter? Is that I was. I think that's why it was such a, like, I was always, matter of fact, at that meet, after I squatted the 775, someone, I guess, accused me ahead of time of being in briefs. So Gene Ridgelack, back when he was like, like, stop me on the platform, doesn't tell me what he's doing. This is one of those funny memories. Like, literally reaches his hand up my singlet. <laughs> Like, with, 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 like, no explanation. Like, actually, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Like, he hangs <laughs> up there, and he's, like, lifting up my single. And he's like, oh, he's good. He's good. I'm like, good. Like, what the hell? Yeah, what the fuck's going like, on? Over, I'm, like, I'm like, Gene, that, like, that costs extra, bud. Like, what? what he's like, no, no. He's like, I didn't want you to go backstage. He's like, because then I thought, like, they'd think I was lying. He's like, I had to flag you down right away. I'm like, well, a little warning would have been nice, dude. Yeah, yeah. Start reaching up your fucking of, shorts. We joked about it for years after that, because that shit was just funny. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Did you ever see that video of the guy with the sleeves under his wraps? Yes, I have. And That's kind of what guy... I felt like. Only I wasn't cheating. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. really good at cheating. I'm great at cheating now. You should see the gear that I wear. I yeah. won't deny it. I wear some, like, aggressive. I'm like, Enzer, how many plies can you get on this? <laughs> can you fit 15 fucking plies like, on this? Shit, that's not enough. Ginny. Then I called Ginny up and counted, like, Ginny, Enzer will only give me three plies. Can you add a fourth ply? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> if there's not a rule against it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try right. and do it. Yeah, you got to push it. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Exactly. <laughs> so um you know after you know now we're looking at what 14 15 years i mean how do you stay motivated at, like you know like you were at the beginning uh so the biggest thing i have to keep me motivated is you know matt magnavita yeah all right so i brought him into the gym god he was like a kid he's like my son that guy is like a big big man child he's in here yeah. watching i saw him, I saw <laughs> oh, him good, say good. something well, yeah, I think he's like, he busted his back up right now. He missed training tonight, so he's probably stuck all hopped up on, you know, <laughs> painkillers watching me. But I'm not talking shit this time, so I'm saying something nice so he can keep watching. But uh, <laughs> so, like, it started like he was chasing me, you know, and I was, like, doing my best to be the crazy old man staying in front of him. But now, now I'm doing everything I possibly can to not let him pass me. And he did oh, all yeah. squats. He, he squatted 12 up at Hellbent uh, yep. before I did, so he's got my squat by a little bit now. But he's got some work to do for the total. And uh, so the motivation right now is just uh, not let him beat me. Not let him pass quite, you? Quite yet. He will. He will pass me. And I'm doing a bad job if he doesn't. But uh, it won't be today. I saw um, AJ Roberts was asking, when are you going to hit 3K? That's a good question, Mr. Roberts. I don't know. When are you going to bench 1,000? <laughs> That's probably, probably. He'll, he'll probably do it before I do. But, I mean, it would be cool. If I do an unlimited meet, that would be the goal to go over that. Yeah, um, Donnie, Donnie Thompson calls me out on my Instagram post all the time, like hashtag the next one. I'm like, I want to, dude. It's not that easy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think if I had it, I went 29.05 with a bad squat day. Not bad, but I squatted 11.25. And my pull has just disappeared. So that's kind of one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm hoping that I can uh, get a little stronger, get my deadlift back. Because I went 29.05 with a 7.30 pull. Yeah. That's, like I've pulled over eight. So if I, sure. just get that, if I just get that deadlift back, it's, it's very feasible. It's a feasible goal. I'd also like to, I, I'd be sad if I ever, uh, if I didn't finish with a 28 plus in traditional multiply, that would be, uh, that would be tough. So yeah. I want to get that off the list too. What do you, uh, what do you attribute to like something like that? Like your deadlift just dropping off. I've been having like weird hip issues. And the, the hardest thing to deal with is the fact that it never bothers me in training. It bothers me on meet day. I just can't keep it together for, three squats, three benches, and then deadlift. So I go into every meet not like not knowing what my deadlift is going to feel like. Yeah. And uh, it's the right hip. I'm actually going to get it looked at finally because, like I said, I'm taking a little bit of a break. Just, I, I really worked hard to get ready for this WPO, so my body needs a break. And uh, so I'm getting it looked at. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. Or if it is, I'll just get a cortisone shot and, you know, rock it till the wheel falls off. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, that, is, that is the plan. I'm not going to let them cut me open while I can still function. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, I was wondering just... because, you know, I compete at 242, and the most I've ever really walked around at was 250, and that's really, like, pushing it. Um, yeah. But, you know, now that I'm going to the big meets, the American Pro, the Ghost Clash, the guys that yeah. compete against that 242 walk around damn near, like, 270. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so Skiba was like, Bobby, you got to fucking gain weight or you got to push to 220. Like, you, yep. you got to figure – 
So, you know, I put on only like five, six pounds, but my deadlift just like, it's almost like my whole body leverage has changed. You know what I mean? Fucking yep. six, six pounds and my deadlift disappeared. And it's like, it's such a weird thing because, you know, obviously squat went up a little bit. If I gain a pound, my bench gains 10 pounds. You know <laughs> what I mean? But if you lose a pound, yep. you lose 20 pounds on your bench. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yep. but you know, squat is going pretty good. My bench is exploding and now my deadlift, which was my bread and butter is fucking gone. So it's like, you, you never know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I uh, I just have not yet put all three together on the same day. Multiply or unlimited. It's always been yeah, like yeah. one one lag, and I was I was close one time. Missed a close call on uh, I think my second time going over twenty seven hundred. I hit an eleven fifty squat, seven seventy five bench. Missed an eight thirty five bench, like real close. Like I thought I had it, got turned down two to one, and uh, then I pulled seven ninety five that meet. So that would have been like I think I totaled twenty seven ten, but it could have been a big one. Yeah, yeah. So. So, so now, you know, we were talking about all the years you put in, um, but you still said, you know, you're still stupid with it. So I was going to say, you know, how has your lifting changed from when you were younger to now? But I don't think it has much, right? You kind of I, I'm working on it, though. That's actually one of the things I'm starting to listen to other people. Uh, I got one training partner, but my training partner, Alex, is uh, he's always given me good advice. I have, just never took it. To I have not always like I've listened, but then I, I, I and like he'll he'll be laughing. I don't know if he's listening right now, but any of my guys who are will laugh because like I'll follow it and I'll listen. It'll be like three, four weeks. I'm like, nah, fuck this. Like load the bar. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just it's just how I am. But like I am he's heard this before, but I'm trying to be dedicated to actually putting in some actual work, not competing for you know six, eight months, building some more strength. Because back in the day, like I would get strong. And then yeah. I started doing too many meets and it was constantly like getting ready for a meet. I'm not taking time to fix any weaknesses, to build some actual strength. And uh, if you watch my numbers, it worked for a long time. So I went you know, 24, 25, 26, 27. Yeah. And then like I've stayed at 27, 27, 10, 27, 15, 27, yeah. 20. I'm doing a lot of work to gain five pounds on my total at a time. Yeah. And uh, I feel like if I take a little time and not compete as much. Actually, Hoff said the same thing to the WPO. He's like, stop lifting so much. Like stop testing and start well, training. However, well, I mean, Hoff, it. it looks like it seems like Hoff only does the WPO now, right? Yeah, basically, and that's like what he's like. It's all he needs to do. Like, yeah. why should he do more? Like, he doesn't test often, and when he does, he puts up you know thirty twenty on not yeah. his best day. So yeah, yeah, you know, he, I've seen him to, do, I've yeah. seen him do crazy shit like that. You know, on just second attempts. Yeah, walk so, in, um, do second uh, attempts, and say this meet's done, and at least yeah. He can he can win fairly easily that way. So, uh, but I'm trying to actually be a little bit smarter. Um, adding some things that I avoided just because I didn't like them. I'm back on my reverse hypers and all the shit that I hate. So, hopefully, hopefully, if you talk to me in six months, I'll have not competed and I'll be looking jacked. I'm gaining weight too, though. Yeah. I, uh, I've tried that in the past, never had great success because I'm a 275 that walks around like 265, and yeah. I just never feel like cutting anymore. And uh, so I think I got to get myself up. I'm actually going to push towards three. I don't know if I can get there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. that's that's the that's the goal. Well, that becomes a full time job. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a lot of freaking eating. Oh, for sure. Um, you know how important right now is is you know recovery wise. What are the things you do for recovery? I have people ask me all the time, and they always want to hear what everyone else does for their recovery. You know. I mean, I wish I had a better answer because that's always the question that I get. Like, how the hell? Like, you competed seven times this year, like yeah. two weeks in a row, like. I, I don't have a good answer. It's like, I'm lucky. I guess I recover quick. I can yeah. train fairly frequently now. I mean, I've always trained really hard. So I guess my body just got sort of used to it. But uh, I honestly don't have a real good answer. I recover real well. And uh, the multiply thing definitely helps because you don't get like, you don't get beat up the same way. In multiply. You don't get it's, just, it's just not the same. You don't put the same tax. I mean, your hands hurt, your joints hurt and all that. But like my muscles are never like as sore as they were raw. Yeah. When I was I'd, ima raw, I'd imagine your CNS gets a little more fried. It, it does, but honestly, I don't feel like I have. I know that everyone said like I don't ever feel like there's never. I can't imagine like I, I've never had like a squat day or a bench day where I wake up the next day and I'm still beat up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just it just doesn't seem to happen to me. So maybe I'm just lucky. It's German engineering, I guess. It's yeah. <laughs> I recover really fast. Yeah. So I mean, um, are you one of those lifters that doesn't really like? You know, depending on who you talk to, people say off-season. Some people say you got to be ready all year round. I mean, what, what's your take on that? I mean, well, I competed seven times this year, so you figure that's more than every other month. I guess I'm pretty much ready all year round. Yeah, so you're just – you're uh, in constant prep. 
Yeah, honestly, the joke for a long time was like no one would ever let me handle them at a meet. Because I'm like, yeah, I'll handle you. And I go up there, they'd be like, what's that bag? I'm like, well, I figured I would just be bench only. Yeah. <laughs> Where I figured, like, I'm just going to deadlift. And then, like, I know one meet, I'm up at Lake George, and I'm, I'm thinking about maybe deadlifting. So I got, like, my deadlift suit with me. And then I see Delafave in the parking lot. I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm going to compete. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll compete. Like, yeah, do, you yeah. know any, do you know anyone that has a bench shirt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so, been known to do that, too. Yeah, I know. He's like, he'll hop into a meet, and I've, I've been sort of the same way. And Honestly, my first 800 pull was a meet that I just, like, hopped into. Yeah, well, that was I uh... squatted. I squatted 1,005 in briefs one time. I was literally at the meet just to deadlift, and I was only there because it was four weeks out of the 2019 WPL. So I'm, I'm literally just there to hit my last heavy deadlift. But I'm like, fuck it, I'll just do it on the platform. friend yeah. of mine, he's like, yeah, you can just compete. So I'm, I'm warming up with squats, but I'm just going light because I like that's how I warm up for deadlift, same way as, like, a meet. Meet yeah. director sees it. And he's like, oh, I thought you were just going deadlift. I'm like, yeah, I am, but I like to like, I like to go through the motions. I'm going to be pulling, obviously, after I squat on meat day. I'm just going yeah. to work up to like my last set in briefs. And he then convinces me, he's like, well, why don't you just take one squat on the platform? I'm like, I don't know, I'm not going to squat less than a thousand in front of yeah, like, yeah. an audience. And he's like, yeah. all right, cool, thousand five. I'll put it in. <laughs> so only briefs. So yeah, just briefs, thousand five. Took one. The audience like pissed. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to get ready to deadlift, guys. It's yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was uh, yeah, that was my biggest deadlift. So it's a crazy total because I think I went thousand five, one forty five, eight oh five. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened with Chris. I think my first time going uh, to Worlds in Lake George for Metal Militia. Yeah, Chris came up and he was helping handle me, and then he's like, "You know what? I'm going to take a one thirty five squat, a one thirty five bench." Oh, is that when you get the big pull? That's when he hit the nine fifteen or nine fourteen. That's the one. That's the one year I missed it. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Long. Are you going up there this year? Because we're going up with a whole crew. Yeah, I'm not sure. It depends on what it is. My wife doesn't love the December meets. Yeah, yeah. Because I get in trouble if I leave town, like, with three kids in December. Mm -hmm. I figured. Yeah. So, um, do you see anyone giving Hoff a run for his money anytime soon? Coefficient-wise, at least? I mean, not total. I mean, Anthony got pretty close, coefficient-wise. Yeah. I mean, if he sticks with it, he could be close. Manuth when he's on, but he's old like me. So I don't, he, if he ever put it all together, he's another guy that's like an absolute stud. Who was the guy I just watched this last WPO? Was it Travis McKinney? Yes. I didn't really follow him much. because I, I thought he was raw. And then I see him like, and I didn't really, he trains like alone and was very impressive. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a 220, if he continues like on the path that he's on, he could maybe, but honestly, the crazy thing about Hoff is if someone gets close, he'll just be better. He'll turn it <laughs> like, on more, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I don't think we've really seen his uh, his potential. Like, No, I, we, have, we haven't seen him, like, riled up yet. You like, know if I mean? someone, like, if he felt like someone was closing in and he hit, like, dropped it into fifth gear, it would be, like, terrifying. I hope someone does get close just so we get to see that. Just okay, to hopefully, see. Hopefully it could be me. Like, yeah. I, uh, I crunch the numbers, and I'm like, all right, if I'm, like, 260 and he happens to be over three, and if I have a great day and go, like, 29, and he has an okay day. Like, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny playing half math because it just doesn't work out great. Yeah. And I feel like if I ever went unlimited, I'd be like, I could go unlimited and, like, get close. But then even if I did get close, he would just do more. Oh, of course. <laughs> or God put on a band shirt and scare the world. So who knows? Well, that's what I mean. I was talking to Dan Bell about yeah. the same thing a couple of weeks ago. You know, he was like, right now, you know, he, he was thinking about retiring this year. He's like, you know, no one's really pushing me. And now yeah. they have that young kid, uh, Jesus Alvarez, or yeah. is kind of pushing them a little bit. So now Dan Bell seems a little hungry again. I like you it. Know, they're both they're both trying to get twenty five hundred in sleeves, which would be insane. You insane, know I mean? absolutely, like nuts. so. So you know, uh, yeah. Jesus has a meet two weeks before Dan Bell's competing. So Dan Bell's like yeah. turning it on now, and he's like, yeah, I like it. We'll I see love what Dan. the fuck Dan, Dan's just a great guy, too. Like, the oh, nicest yeah. guy. I flew down to Florida just so I could be the announcer when he was doing the multiply meet, like, yeah. mainly just so I could be there. And, like, I've never seen more of, like, a calm, cool, collected dude on meet day in my entire life. I'm the exact opposite. Like, I'm, like, riddled with anxiety. And this dude is, like, drinking the Coors Light. Like, yeah. like his turn to deadlifts, like, coming up. He's like, oh, hold on, I should go do that. Like, just yeah. hanging out with me, having fun. It's nuts. Delafave, I'm trying to think of his numbers. If he found his bench again, like, you know, he had his pack thing, and it seems like yeah. he's been, like, hit or miss with it. When he hits, he's great. Yeah. If he had his bench go as well as it could, he could probably at 242 be pretty close, too. Yeah. Not crunching I, the numbers, but if, like, he hit all three, because his squat looked freaking great at uh, 
Lake George in July. Best I've seen him squat by oh, far. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was no, wild. He's looked, I mean, we squat with him every Sunday. It's, yeah. it's wild to see. You know? He was always strong, though. Like, he was always a strong squatter. But he had that, like, lower back. Like, he could just crane anything out. But when I watched him in July, like, he looked technically, like, the best he looked. He moved, I forget what it was, like, 11.07 or 11.15, whatever it was, yeah. like an empty bar. Yeah. So, like, if he found a little bit on the squat and had his bench go and could keep that pull, yeah, he'd be – He'd be one to watch too. Well, now I think you know. I think he's going up to two seventy five now, so that should be interesting. Yeah. See you guys go head to head. That would be nice. Um, who are you know? Who are some of your favorite lifters currently? Favorite people to watch? Man, I, I love a lot of female lifters. Love Leah Reichman. She's always uh, she's always impressive to watch. I watch her close because I'm just dying for the day that she squats a thousand pounds. It's coming. Um, it's coming. Love my girl. Love my girl Heidi too. Heidi Howard. She's. Yeah. Uh, She's another great one on the female side. The guys, it's funny because I'm like, I'm friends with all of them. Danny Tanahiro, he's, he's my dude. All yeah. the guys down in Florida, Alan Pilly and the CTX guys. Um, as far as the raw guys go, I obviously watch Dan Bell because he's just fun to watch, fun to watch him train. Babaka's crazy. He's another one who like, he was kind of like me because we were friends when we were both raw. And I was chirping his ear for years to get him to go multiply. So I feel like I helped like bring him over to this dark side. Yeah, so that yeah. was kind of cool. Obviously, my Magna Vita is the man. So, I don't know. I feel like I watch pretty much everybody. That's multiply, an awesome like, dude, too. Yeah. In Multiply, there's only like 20 to 30 of us really hitting it at the yeah. same time all at once anyway. So, that's yeah. the cool thing. It's like a fraternity. Like, I know everybody's numbers. For so sure. I know all of their training, what they're capable of, which is kind of cool. I just saw Phil Herndon commented. Um he wants to get in gear. That's going to be a really fucking scary thing. You're talking hey, about a guy on. that's squatting, you know, 950 in wraps. Where's he live? How far are you from Atlantic City? <laughs> he, where's he left? I left, I think he's in Pennsylvania somewhere. If you can get so, to Atlantic City, he'd love to, love to train with you. Yeah. I'll, we've, I'll got lots of, we've got lots of gear. You're looking at a guy that's going to squat a grand in wraps, you know, yeah, at I only am, uh, 270. I, did he did he do a couple workouts in gear? I feel like I saw that too. I feel like I was watching. Like, did he mess around with it for a minute? I think yeah, a couple. Yeah, he said. Yeah. No, he just said he's two hours from you guys. That's not that far. We got all the gear. You can at least try it before you buy it. That's one yeah, thing about multiply. Go. It's great to have. Uh, it's great to have people who can let you try stuff before you have to go investing. That's the other thing about multiply, especially unlimited. These unlimited shirts are nuts. Oh yeah. Like, thank God I'm buddies with Rob Farrell. Like, thank God I met that dude and we became yeah. friends. Who just by the way is like the nicest guy in all of powerlifting. Oh, it's for like sure. He, he looks like he'd murder you and your family, but instead he'll just like take him to dinner. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. absolutely nicest guy, like has taken nothing but the best care of me. So like anything that guy does, I will support a hundred percent. Oh for sure. Uh, He's just been fantastic to me. And those bars are nuts, too. Like oh, yeah. Everything, everything he touches is... All of his equipment so, is insane. You know, yeah. Top-notch stuff. Like, he over-engineers literally everything. That's just how he lives his life. The dude goes away on vacation and always has, like, a lifted rental truck. I'm like, I don't even know how you find this shit. Yeah, where do you find that shit? Like, I'm like, let me give me the cheapest one. Give me the Nissan Versa. And he's, like, got a lifted Suburban. I'm like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I think he's going to help us out. You know, we're, we're going to throw a Hellbent meet in March. And I think he might donate some bars and some stuff like that. Yeah, it sounds like him. Yeah. yeah. He's like my uh, fairy godfather of powerlifting. He's like, hey, someone someone didn't want this shirt. They returned it. They said it doesn't work. You want it? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> we'll, like, we'll, we'll make it work because I can't afford the $800 for these four or five fly band shirts on my teacher's salary. So, like, send them my way. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was talking to um, uh, Rudy from Overkill. And, you know, he was saying his whole thing was like, I need to find somebody to sponsor to go after Hoff. You know what I mean? And he yeah. thought he, you know, he said Manuth was the guy, but he, Manuth was having some like, you know, injuries here and there and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? So that's why I was asking, who do you, who do you see going after him? And I mean, like you said, Aunt Hobeka is probably the closest coefficient. Yeah, by coefficient wise, if my, uh, if my buddy Matt ever puts it all together, finds a deadlift that's the most important part yeah. he he i've seen him do some really impressive things in the gym if he ever translates that over to bench day because i mean i've seen him handle ridiculous weights so he's been working more in some overkill shirts and things like that he's got a chance of doing doing some big things because he's young for like, sure yeah, yeah. He's, he's a he's a baby and he's one of the like best squatters i've ever yeah, seen he looks he looks like him but he's like i want to say he's 25 or just turned 26 
So he's a baby. Though? Yeah, he's yeah. He if he's twenty six, he just turned. Either yeah. just turned twenty five or just turned twenty six. But uh, like I said, he's a baby, but he's always been around like good crews from the time he was sixteen. I think he was sixteen or seventeen when he benched like seven thirty five. Yeah. So like he he's a freak. So he's one where you know maybe not quite yet, but uh, I see a bunch of my students saying hello to me. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they'll see me tomorrow. They probably failed their test that I gave them today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get their grades tomorrow but uh yeah so he has potential to hit like some of those big 29 3000 numbers if he ever finds his damn deadlift oh for sure um one thing you know we were talking about chris and i talked about it last weekend he started posting about it is um you know newcomers you know green light in these things doing like seminars stuff like that did you see all this stuff yeah I mean, what's your that's, what's your thoughts on this? Is it? I like did, that's a that's a raw community thing. You guys, a yeah. couple raw lifters do like two meets. It's like DM me for coaching or uh, yeah, of course. You know, I'm gonna do this seminar now this year. And then there's like guys like me where I've been doing it for, I couldn't even tell you. I think like I said, I think I started competing in 2007. So you're talking like 15, 15 years, years under the bar. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm quite qualified yet. I'm getting yeah, there. Yeah. Like I'm getting there, and I've done a couple. I'm, I think I'm actually doing one down in like maryland or virginia that someone asked me to do it i'm like yeah i'll take a drive but like yeah. i'm still hesitant like wouldn't charge people like whatever i'm like i'll tell you what i know and try and help you out but uh yeah. it's just funny yeah i don't know i feel like you should have a little bit more invested in well, that's what i mean in like yourself you... before you start like having seminars and coaching because even if you're great like you could be you could be a great lifter and not necessarily a great coach you have to have years under the bar time under tension before you like also, like, you have to have gone through a couple injuries and lived through some stuff, been to enough meets and things like that before you are ready to take on people like that. Well, for sure. So, you know what I mean? And that's, and that's part of what I talk about with, like, the, prob the, the negative about social media, right? Like, yeah. social media is great because we can all connect. You know, me and you could talk right now from Absolutely. across the country, whatever. But where it sucks is, you know, everything's oversaturated now. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. You, you could do two meets and say, well, I'm a powerlifting coach now. You know what I mean? Yes. And, pe and people fall for it. That's it. And if then, you get enough, if you're good at social media, you get enough followers, people equate followers, followers with like success. Exactly. And uh, in, in my opinion, it's almost like inversely, like it's re related. It's like a lot of times the people who are the best don't have a lot of followers because they're busy, you know, being They're best. busy just working. Like, I don't know how many followers like Hoff, Delafot, Delphave, Anthony, or any of those guys have, but like I'd be willing to bet it's probably like not that much compared no, it's, to it's like not a big, as much like as you five, would expect. Five, ten thousand followers. Like I think I got like like four thousand followers. Mostly it's my students. Like, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't play the whole like uh, social media game all that well. So at the same time, like I, I feel like I'm probably more qualified than plenty of people to coach. Oh, but, for uh, sure. Yeah, having a big following and a, having a big following and even a big total doesn't necessarily mean you're the right guy to coach. Well, that's why, you know, that's where it messes up a lot of these younger guys. You know what I mean? They say, oh, this guy has 20,000 followers. He must know what he's doing. Yeah. But then you look at him, he's done two meets, and he hasn't coached a good lifter yet. And it's like, you got to look at how many lifters, what they've done on the platform yes. themselves, and then what they've put out there as a product. That's a good point, because, like, if you're hiring a coach, you're not, you don't have their ability. You have... Mm -hmm what they've done for other people so like you shouldn't be looking at them or their followers like what is their body of work like who have they coached and what has that person done is a much better way to look at it you know i i feel like i helped i won't take credit for any of my guys because we all work together but like yeah. i got a magna vita like anna mccluskey came down here and went from like a mid six squat to a 775 squat and a lot yeah. of that's environment i know that you have because like hell bent's the same way it's yeah. like you guys might have coaches or whatever, but like even the coaches aren't going to replace like what the environment brings. For sure. So, for sure. So yeah, look at someone's body of work. Who have they coached and what have they done and have their lifters gotten injured? That's another thing too. Like anyone can have a bunch of people like take whatever, do whatever and have a big total and fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I like the whole body of work thing because I see guys that, you know, online coaches, online specific coaches, and they reshared all their lifters every day. And they got 20 kids that are totaling 1,100 a piece raw. And they're like, well, I got 25 great lifters. It's like, no, you have 25 yeah. lifters. But, like, yeah. you know what I mean? You haven't put anyone with a decent 
total out there. Nothing, yeah. you know what I mean? And a lot of them, like I said, haven't done it themselves. You're on open powerlifting. They have two meets under their belt. You know, my, I've been uh, to my... meets recently where coaches have asked me to wrap their lifters' knees because they don't know how to wrap <laughs> knees. Like, yeah. how are you coaching someone and you don't even know how to wrap knees? You can always tell them it's like, I coach, and then you see, like, I coach bodybuilders, powerlifters, strongmen, this, that, and the other. Like, if you are not specified, you are probably not the right coach for the exactly. job. And then you have a bunch of people who prey on the younger kids. That's a big thing I see. My daughter's a gym rat, always has been. She's actually probably done more powerlifting meets than most powerlifting coaches. I think she's got, like, 15 meets or so from the time she was six. Yeah, yeah. She even has a multiply meet because one day, like, I'm like, you wouldn't do it. And she's like, whatever, I'll train for it. Like, she has a multiply meet when she was 14. So, <laughs> and she's still like, she's switched. She's not really competing anymore, but she's an absolute gym rat, pulls 365, weighs like 130 raw. So she's a freak. Yeah, yeah. And then she tells me about these guys at her gym. Now she lives at a Tillis gym around here, which is a pretty good gym, but they got all these coaches and they're all like, APL, IPF guys. I don't know that whole thing. Oh, the USAPL, like, the elitist whatever, is. whatever it is, whatever it is now, because there's like that friendship was broken. But like they have all the coaches who were like, they only squat this way. They squat bench and deadlift on the same day. And like, yeah. and they're paying a fortune for this training. And I'm like, why don't you just bring them over here? They're like, we watch your dad's videos. He, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. It's like, all right, man, <laughs> gotta help you yeah. for free. Saved you a lot of money. And I promise, like, just because I squat wide, and let's be honest, not that deep. <laughs> doesn't mean I can't like I just I can if I want to I could throw on the old single ply and go back to the IPF days I just I don't want to yeah, but, yeah uh, sure. and I would certainly coach kids a little bit different than how I do things for myself matter of fact I've coached quite a few young lifters I see one of them Logan on there is he's chirping in right now a kid that I work with and he just hit massive PRs I drove up to handle him up in Syracuse and again I'm not qualified to coach but I put eight hours on the road in a day for nothing and the yeah. kid hit like a I think a let's see like a 60 pound squat PR, like a 30 pound bench PR, and a huge deadlift PR. And God, his total PR was like over 100 pounds. So, oh, like, yeah, that's a huge deadlift. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm not even his coach, just a guy I'm helping. What, so, what, would, you, what would you do for a 100 pound PR right now? Not a lot I wouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a tough question to answer. So, I mean, um, what, I mean, what do you got to say for, you know, I see a lot of raw guys now. Recently, I've put on briefs, and I've put on, and and I'm a narrow squatter. So when I put on yeah. the briefs, I had no clue what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I had to I had to change everything. Yeah. But I put on briefs recently. I've put on a shirt recently. Got a whole new respect for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, it's insane to me that people just assume this is easy. Like, oh, I'm gonna throw these things on and add 500 yep. to my total in a week. You know. I always say the same thing. Like, it's it's a heck of a lot easier for a multiply guy to compete raw. Mm -hmm. for a raw guy to complete multiply and anyone who ever like every once in a while you get those people who like to chirp and like it's fake and you're not really strong i always invite them i'm like listen i will gladly and this is what was supposed to happen with my last raw meet i will gladly bet you whatever you would like and what we'll do is we'll do two meets i'll do one raw you do one multiply or unlimited you can choose i'll do either um, we yeah. can do sleeves or wraps you can make the call we'll we'll do the meets we'll add our totals at the end yeah i'm here for i'm here for all of it um, Dan Bell, that challenge is not for you, but yeah, for most yeah. people, for most normal humans, but he never talks shit because he respects, like, it's never the good raw lifters. Like, it's never no, that. I'm it's always, and it's always, it's I'm always somebody. Guys like Carlos and Joe Sullivan and those guys, like, we go way back because I was a good raw lifter. Like, I yeah. was competing with those guys. I wrapped yeah. Carlos's knees, Reyes, for, like, his first powerlifting meet in, uh, it was in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And I remember because it was me, him, Kevin Oak. It was like a who's who of not who yet. Like, it was crazy yeah, yeah. at the meet. And we were all hanging out, like, let it be known in the future. Those guys are going to be awesome. But, like, those guys don't talk this shit. It's always, like, someone with, like, a 1540, like, pretty good 1600. Like, you're strong, but you got some work to do kind of total. Yeah. Like, the chirp. It's always someone that's not going to do it either. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, there's, oh, take the gear off and do this. Yeah. Or take the wraps off and do that, you know. Well, if it's that it's that easy, turn around and take put the wraps on or put the gear on and do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, you see I, that I all have... the time. You see that all the time. People will say that guys like Jimmy and Hobb, and I'm like, why would they? Like, listen, I guarantee you, if there was something in it for them, like, all right, the the million dollar bench off, best raw bench wins a million dollars. Guess what? I don't know for a fact, but I'd be willing to bet Jimmy Cole would be a raw bencher. <laughs> it's like, so he just doesn't have anything. He's having fun doing what he does, and that's the best part. Like. We all get to have fun however we want to lift. 
And that's kind of the point of it. None of us are really getting rich. For so sure. uh, you might as well do what you want. And if the way that you exercise makes other people mad, like it's kind of cool. <laughs> We got. I gotta actually go head to head with Carlos at the Ghost Clash in February. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. He's a good so him and I, him and I have the two biggest raw totals in Connecticut history. So now him and I are traveling together to Miami and Ghost to go to the Ghost Clash and put it together. So he's got he's me just, by about sixty yeah. pounds right now. He's a great dude. He's awesome. One of the best. I mean, he he hits yeah. me up all the time, gives me advice. Um, yeah. I went to the American Pro last year, and it was my first ever bomb out. And I thought bomb outs were only a multiply thing. And uh, <laughs> I went out there and bombed, and he was the first person messaging me. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, giving me advice, saying, you know, now you're a real power lifter. Now yep. it's going to be, you know, wh- how are you going to bounce back from this? Yeah. Him and I, like I said, we go way back. And every once in a while, I still reach out and talk to him if I need, like, certain advice. He's more like, like, because he's, like, a healthy lifter, too. Oh, yeah. He used to be no. a bigger guy. Like, now he's in, like, great shape, and he's got the whole firefighter gig. He yeah. has, he proved that you don't need to be some big, bloody-nosed power lifter to be a good power lifter. Because he, like, was famous for the old crazy nosebleeds and stuff that he yeah. used to get back in the day. And now he's just, like, shredded in great shape. Like, no, I mean, he can step totally, on a bodybuilding stage yeah, in a week. Totally, totally fit and healthy and still strong as hell. Oh, yeah. So, and very, very meticulous. You know what yeah, I mean? Guys like him are the reason. Him uh, and a couple other guys like that are the reason, like, I take my blood pressure still. I walk 10,000 steps every day for the last almost 400 days. So, like, I'm still trying to keep myself, like, I don't say healthy, but healthier than yeah. any of other people who don't don't take care of that stuff. All right. We're about to time out. Hold on. I'm going to have to click out, and then I'll open up live again because we only got one minute. Gotcha. All right. Hold on one sec. Yep. All right. We just timed out on our live. I'm coming back. As soon as Merck jumps back in, we'll get this back going. Hold on one second. There we go. He's back in there. All right, we're back. There we go. So where'd we leave? You you post all these, right? I got to go back and read what my students were saying, see if any of them are in trouble. (laughs) No, they've they've been good so far. All right, good. They're all talking about what grades they got. All right. <laughs> yeah, they did. They had a test today on the American Revolution. So, <laughs> oh geez, they let you teach? That's scary. They do. They let me teach. You can ask them. I feel like I'm pretty good at it. I'm probably a better <laughs> teacher. Probably a better teacher than I am a lifter. I was talking to um, Travis Rogers. He's a teacher too. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit! He's padded, you know, all all over his head and everything. And I was like, holy shit! Yeah, good for I'm him. Like, oh, yeah, I got a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, turns I mean, some par- it turns some parents' heads once in a while, which is kind of fun. I think the kids like it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So um, so next we're thinking what? So so right now you're just in an off-season building, everything, and then yep. you're going to go possible possible raw? It's, it's, it's in my head. I don't want to say possible. I got to see how things work out. It's, it's one of those things. I got a few random goals. Like I said, the 500 bench has to get done. You got to do it. A 2,000-pound total would be cool it's something that i feel like would validate the raw days and it's and i'm close um i'd I'd love to go 28 traditional multiply 28 plus because that's like some of my heroes like growing up that was like the aj roberts like andy bolton obviously hop's gone way above that but like that was like the number it used to i used to say 27 was the number but then i hit 27 so i'm like all right i gotta move those goalposts. so then i looked and i'm like all right i think nine people have done 28 ever so yeah. that's cool. That's pretty cool. So that's one of those ones where I'd like. Would to you be the lightest to do it? Nah, Hoff is the lightest because he did it at seventy-five. Um, but I'd be up there with him. Other than him, I'd be the lightest. But like, yeah. that's that's a story of my life. Other than him, like, I had to come up in powerlifting at a time where he was he was dominant. But that's fine. Then someone's got to be number number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but uh, but yeah. So I'd love to do that. And then if I go unlimited, I'd have to have big goals there. I feel like shooting for anything less than three thousand with a twenty-nine oh five would be dumb. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So they're all kind of I'm letting them all stew around a little bit before I decide. And honestly, it might come down to the meats that are available. Like, I'm going to see when Rob has his. He wasn't sure yet. If he's doing his big, like, IPA, IPA like, meat that he did last year, yeah. that was so much fun. He did the year before, too. Like, they were such fun meats. I could definitely see, like, getting involved with that. And like I said, I'll always support Rob. So for sure. pretty, much, pretty much if he ever has a big meat. I feel like I'm almost obligated to go because he's done so much for me. So, like, I got to be there. All right. So, the typical questions I always ask: what um, 
you know, if you could have changed anything in your come up into powerlifting to now, would you have changed anything or is everything you like how everything went? I mean, grass is always greener. If you make changes, you don't know where you go. I feel like everything sort of brought me to a good spot. Um, and like I said, I like the fact that I started raw. Like, could I have been better equipped had I gotten in there earlier, learned things younger? I don't know, maybe, probably. But uh, at the same time, like, a lot of equip lifters get to equip too early and they don't have a strong foundation. So in a certain extent, I, I don't know. So I'm, I'm happy with the way that things worked out. I mean, I, I hate numbers. If I, if I could never step on the platform again, I feel like I could be all right with the numbers and things that I did. And, the, you know, I try to do it the right way. Hopefully I've not made too many enemies and stuff like that. Maybe the WPO doesn't like me right now, but this yeah. shit's off. That's all new to me. So yeah, yeah. Well, I remember mad. you said that. You were like, I've, I've kept quiet for so long. Yeah, I'm a little mad at them right now. So, uh, <laughs> and, and listen, they started it by going to my training partner's inboxes and running their mouth first. So now I'm just like answering. Yeah, I still, of course. I still, I still won't say names, but if you watch, you can see. Oh, you can figure <laughs> so, it out, uh, sure. Yeah. So no, I don't think I'd change anything. Maybe, yeah. maybe be a little bit smarter. Some of the meets and things like that that I jumped into, hindsight, I spent probably too much time testing and not enough time like building. It would have been nice if I could have learned the lesson I'm trying to learn now at 35 instead of 39. But, uh, you know, still, hindsight's 2020. For sure. Um, so one thing I'd like to ask before I let everyone go is like advice for, you know, any younger lifters or upcoming lifters, any people that look up to you and are watching, I mean, what advice would you give? Uh, so this is an easy one. All right. In powerlifting, the best advice I can give, well, for starters, you should read Dave Kirchin's book. I don't care if you're raw or equipped or whatever. It is like that guy put so much damn knowledge. I know that, you know, Dave, he put yep. so much knowledge into one free book that like anyone who doesn't read it again, even if you're, even if you're raw, you're, you're being stupid, like straight up, you got to read it. Uh, and obviously along with that, like read, like know the sport a little bit, like get yourself, like learn, you don't have to be all West side, like read everything, see what I mean, everything's out there that. for so, like, free. There's so information, much information is power and you can try everything. And along with that, don't try everything and expect it to work immediately. So like be a little bit smart, but the most important thing is find people to be around, find a good crew. You're going to have to travel. All right. Like this kid, Logan, that you see right now, comment on a thing. He comes down from like Brooklyn or that area, New York. He drives all the way down here. He's like a young kid in college, spends the money, stays down here, trains with me for a couple of days. And look what happens to his total. It blows up. All right. Yeah. So like he puts in the time because he's about that life. All right. And then the other important thing is like, reach out to lifters that are better than you. In this sport, I guarantee you, even like, it, you're not talking to like LeBron James here or Michael Jordan, like you know, Tom Brady, like they'll probably respond to you. Yeah. If, if, if you want to be Dan Bell, send them a message. Like, yeah. That dude responds. I respond to pretty much everybody. Like I break down their video and listen, I might not always be the fastest, but like I will get to it. And yeah. I will. And I genuinely like it because when I was coming up, pretty much everyone responded to me. So it's just like, we're paying it forward. And that, especially in the multiply community is like, this crazy thing where it's almost like you feel obligated to because none of us bought our own first gear. Like someone gave you a bench shirt. Oh, someone sure. gave you their old briefs and things like that. But again, raw multiply, like you can reach out to people who are at the top of the game and there's a pretty good chance they're willing to help you. Well, that's and, one of the uh, coolest. Oh, first they're asking the book by Dave Kirkshin is called gear. It's called uh, gear, but there's so much more than that in there. I mean, I wrote yeah. a bunch of stuff for it and half of the stuff was my perspective on like raw and gear, how they're different, how you would transition. I wrote a whole like five or six page article on like how to go from raw to gear. I mean, it's obviously my opinion, but like yeah. I had some success with it. So like, there's a lot of information out there and he has got training templates and you got to remember like multiply lifters, this might come as a shock to some people. Like we do a lot of raw training. <laughs> it's like, like I right now I haven't put on a piece of like lifting equipment other than a belt since the WPO. Like we do a lot of raw training as well. So it's yeah. not all, uh, not all polyester and canvas. Yeah. Well, that's what a lot of uh, raw guys don't understand. You know, I'm at helmet where it's predominantly gear. And the only thing you're wearing gear for is your main lift. And then you're back yeah. into doing traditional raw work the whole time. You know what I mean? Yep. So, and, and even that, I mean, every other max effort day for some guys, every, every other week is out of the shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So absolutely. So it's yeah, important never, to stay to stay well, you know, well versed on both both ends. You know what I mean? So yeah, my biggest piece of advice is just never be scared to ask 
ask the people you want advice from for advice. Yep. The worst, worst they can do is say no and you find someone else on the list and you try them. And that is, and again, don't ever be the strongest guy in your yeah. gym. Exactly. That's, that's a very good piece of advice. And find a good gym, like even if you have to travel, even if you can't get there all the time. Mm -hmm. Travel, find a place where there's like-minded people trying to accomplish a goal. Yep, for sure. Yep. For sure. All right, so before I let you go, uh, what I like to do is just a quick open mic time for you to just, you know, shout out anything you want to shout out, training partners, sponsors, anything you want to just talk about, free mic time for you. Go ahead. Absolutely. I've been talking about him already, but, you know, if you haven't checked out Rob Farrell and everything he's done, you should. I'm not just saying this because he's my buddy. Like, you can ask anybody. They're the best bars out there. He's got great equipment. His alterations are top-notch. Again, I don't even have a sponsor right now. I tried that thing with Titan once. Didn't love it. They were great. It's not a Titan thing. I just don't like the idea of someone telling me what I have to wear. <laughs> so, like, nothing bad to say about Titan. I still use their briefs. I think they're awesome. Yep. Um, but, again, Rob Farrell is the closest thing I have to a sponsor because he's like my fairy uh, godfather of powerlifting. Yeah. Um, I guess I got to shout out my students since they decided to come on here and uh, check me out. That's pretty cool. And they're stuck with me again again tomorrow and for the rest of this year. Uh, <laughs> and of course the family for putting up with this craziness. I mean, I was going to walk you downstairs when my son's still lifting and show like the gym that is literally in this house. So my poor wife has to deal with all of our guys yep. traipsing in all day, every day, <laughs> using the bathroom and all that. So uh, she is an absolute saint for letting me for have sure. that and enduring it. So like, that's the biggest shout out because she deals with, and then she's like a mom to all of them because I bring in so many kids because I'm of the course. old guy. But, yeah, it's all these 20-somethings in here lifting and eating our food and using our bathroom. For but, sure. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. All right, man. Well, it was a pleasure to have you. I'll be on the lookout for, you know, what you're doing next. We'll be in touch, and we'll definitely do it again. Absolutely. And as you're throwing this gear on, you know, if you have any questions, you got plenty of people around you. But if you're 242 and you don't have enough gear, you can always hit me up. I'll make a drive. No problem. That's it. Anytime. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Take it easy. Later. Later.